Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about a movie that just kind of came out of nowhere for me. I mean, I didn't even see it when I was researching for our monthly trailer episodes as something that was coming out, but uh, I love this movie. It's called Not Okay. It's from writer-director Quinn Shepard and stars Zoe Deutsch, and it is on Hulu and uh, if you haven't seen it, I really recommend you go check it out. Uh, we have a great conversation coming up here with Colby Mack. This is his first time on the show in like a couple of years, I think. So I'm really happy to have him back. We have a great conversation coming up. Lots of great puzzle pieces. And uh, before we get to that, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, drop in that five-star rating, either on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or wherever you could do a five-star rating. We'd appreciate that and share the show follow us on social media at piecing pod join our facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show and otherwise thank you for listening so let's talk about not okay all right it's been a while since he's been on the show but we've got colby mack back with us colby how's it going it's your boy Kobe Mack, and it's going. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Always love that enthusiasm when we get you on a podcast, Colby. Uh, th- th- this is going to be a fun one for sure. I, this is such a this is a wild movie. It's, it's a really wild movie, and it kind of just came out of nowhere for me. That, you know, that's the first thing before we start getting into puzzle pieces and all that stuff. I just want to know: Did you have any like? It was this on your radar at all? Because I I didn't know anything about it going into it. Mildly. And I think this is the thing about like streaming content for movies that's tough, right? Because we've all got our Netflix and HBO Max and Apple TV Plus and Hulu and Disney Plus and all the pluses, right? The thing is, is that you're only going to get marketed stuff if you just so happen to be on that app. Hulu is like in my second tier of apps. No fault of Hulu's own. There's just so much content that I've got like my HBO Max. I got my Netflix. I got my Apple, right? So. It's not like when we grew up and you would watch TV and get ads regardless of what channel you're on for what's coming. Or if you go yeah. to the movie theater, you'll get a trailer of what's coming. But what happens when we don't got cable no more, we don't watch regular TV, and you're not going to get a trailer for this movie because they ain't going to play in a movie theater. So yeah, no, yeah. didn't know anything about it until I just happened to like, ah, Zoe Deutsch has got a movie on it. And <laughs> if you run in our Twitter circles, you can kind of find that stuff out. But if sure. you're a general audience member, you just got to so happen upon this kind of movie. 
Yeah, I feel like half the time I forget that Hulu has movies, and I always think of it as just the, <laughs> the place I go to watch FX shows. Like, yeah. you know, like that, that's like the main thing that that one is on my TV for. But uh, yeah, no, th- th- this came out of nowhere for me. And as a matter of fact, speaking of Zoe Deutsch, I, I'm not really that familiar with her. Like, I've heard her name so much. Um, I saw the outfit earlier this year, you know, which uh, Dylan O'Brien's also in. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know that much of Zoe Deutsch. I know uh, Buffaloed was pretty popular in our twitter circles uh you know last year but i never did get around to it do you Um, know who her mother is who is her mother bro i'm gonna blow your mind because i just found this out and it explains so much of why i absolutely adore this young woman okay i'll let you take a guess it's so random I don't, I don't even know how I would, I, I'm going to guess it's like, like not Meg Ryan, but like a Meg Ryan type, like a, a yeah. classic, you know, rom-com yes. type, you know, yeah. Leah freaking Thompson. Oh, okay. It's like, now when I say the name, you can see it. Yeah. So that's wild. Howard the duck. It's, I guess that's my first <laughs> puzzle piece before we get to the main puzzle pieces. But like, oh, I loved Howard the duck. I was a young, impressionable kid. You give me a talking animal, I'm there. You give me a fine white woman, I'm super there. That was one of my earliest crushes of my entire life. And the fact that her spawn is now a crush. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Is there a way to work Howard the Duck in as a puzzle piece, like an actual puzzle piece? Do you think we can make it happen somehow? I don't know. You know what? I'm I'm good. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't watched Mm -hmm. Howard the Duck so long. Like, now I'm Howard the Duck. Oh, oh my gosh. It's got to come up one day. Howard the Duck? Oh, Lord. It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming eventually. Yeah, they, they got to do it. But, but yeah, uh, I'm, I yeah. am familiar with a lot of her other work. I'm, I think like one of the first things that I remember watching of her. Oh, goodness. It's like she's like she's get, she's kept coming up in a bunch of stuff. She was in the Zombieland sequel. Hilarious. Sure. Right. Okay. I, I actually um, didn't see the sequel. Yeah. Oh, I, I know she was in that. Yeah. yeah. She was in that. Like, she just keeps popping up doing a bunch of really cool things. She has some exceptional, t- some exceptional timing. I think the first movie that, like, really put her on was The Vampire Academy. Okay. It was not great, but she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I could completely okay. be wrong about that movie, but, like, that's been the type of stuff that she's been doing because she plays very young. Um, I think what she was, what was the one with uh, Zach Efron? Ton of stuff. I mean, because she, Looks like a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think most recently before this, she did that Mark Rylance film, which also happened to have right, that's the outfit. in it too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay, wait. I need to check. Are they together? That's a good question. Yeah. They work that's, together a lot. Yeah. I, 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 I think that could very well be a thing. Hmm. We, we I mean, I wouldn't be mad at my guy. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, for sure. Go on, Dylan O'Brien. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, let, let's start getting into some puzzle pieces and we'll get into more about this movie along the way. Um, I know I've got more pieces than you, so I'm going to go first um, mm-hmm. with, with my first piece. And the uh, the one that came to mind immediately with this movie, uh, and again, I had no idea what I was getting into when I started this thing, but um, the first thing that came to mind was Ingrid Goes West, uh, mm. the Aubrey Plaza very very dark comedy uh you know basically when you take social media and you take loneliness and maybe a little bit of mental illness and maybe a little bit of narcissism (laughs) kind of just blend them all together uh and ingrid goes west things get a little more dangerous this Mm -hmm. is more self-destructive in this movie and not okay but uh 
it, they both show the dark side of what is, I mean, the most prevalent force in today's culture, which is social media and all the things that go along with that, whether it be influencers or whether it just be that uh, yearning for real connection with other people. And uh, people are like really disconnected right now, even though they seem to be so much connected because of social media but it's all just so false and these two movies really explore that in different but like also kind of similar ways and Igor Goes West is I think just one of the best movies of the last few years and uh, I, I feel like he gets slept on a little bit are you a fan of that movie man you know it's one of those like it's a movie that I believe is you can only catch it on Hulu if I'm not wrong but, like <laughs> Maybe. I kept missing it like because it came out in a weird time where it wasn't pushed heavily right no it wasn't. it's like it's yeah. definitely like a hardcore indie film um like i remember the poster distinctively like is it like o'shea jackson jr on the yeah. poster oh okay. yeah yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's so good in it is he oh my gosh like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that guy aubrey plaza i don't want to say she's hit or miss but i know like her brand of humor mm -hmm. is like it's got to be your cup of tea or it isn't sure. um yeah. she did a film that i got a chance to watch i think it was back in sundance matter of fact that like completely didn't do it for me mm -hmm. uh i have no idea where that thing is at and i was like okay you know what but i, I like some of her other choices because there's inger goes west and i feel like there's another film that's of that ilk that's also like that similar vein i do want to watch it and i'll say this if you're catching a puzzle piece of that based off of not okay that really does intrigue me because that that like that lust for fame mm -hmm. it can be like the thing that just absolutely just tears you down right or it can like really really build you up and i think that this movie and not okay takes that and subverts it wildly sure absolutely and you know on this podcast we can get into all the spoilers we want and i'll just say like one of the things that I love about Not Okay, and this may come up in other puzzle pieces as well, I think it definitely fits for Ingrid Goes West. I'm not going to spoil it just because you haven't seen it, but uh, things get very dark and we do not allow them to not be dark you know what i mean uh yeah. and not okay our character does not get a redemption arc really and uh ingrid's goes west stays similarly dark throughout the whole runtime uh and, and i think that's great not enough movies uh allow a character to kind of sit and stew in in that uh negative space really dang yeah i like that <laughs> <laughs> well what do you got for your first piece oh man uh it was so crazy because like when i watched this movie like instantly a movie that like I happen to really, really love, but totally got bagged on, and I don't really understand why, but I'm going to go with Dear Evan Hansen. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I Okay. Let, let me just say, I, I was, uh, I guess I was scared away by my fellow critics. I did not see Dear Evan Hansen, but oh. I've seen it, I've seen it mentioned though, as another movie that definitely i think is going to fit tell us a little more about dear evan hansen and how you saw the connection here yeah i mean one it's it's one of these films where it really just kind of like knocked me on my feet right because it's a film about a kid who essentially gets caught up in a lie that spirals out of control and mm. in this instance it's a musical and it's an extremely amazing musical i think where people kind of felt a bit um apprehensive about watching it was that the makeup application on Ben Platt, essentially yeah. the makeup was to age him down to a high school guy. Now, Ben Platt, granted, he's been of like, you know, uh, Broadway fame and things of that nature, exceptional vocalist. Um, I know him for Pitch Perfect. 
in which that movie's about a guy who's like a freshman in college. You don't sure. gotta do nothing crazy to age somebody down, but like the makeup was not the greatest. But I will say, after a while, he becomes this character of Evan Hansen, this lonely boy who literally is grippling with bouts of suicide and depression. And you know, he has a chance encounter with a kid that's kind of on a similar path who does end up taking his life. And that mm-hmm. chance encounter gets uh, misconstrued for the only friendship that that young boy had. And his family kind of adopts Evan Hansen as this guy who may have some insight to their troubled son. And the thing is that lie that he ends up perpetuating completely accidentally, right? Um, makes him so much bigger than himself where he keeps playing along because it's kind of the right thing to do. But then the, the change that he goes through, this metamorphosis, right? Uh, it becomes so much more artificial. He's growing, but essentially it's only based off of that lie. Where similarly yeah. you have, you know, with this character, not okay, where uh, I will say conversely, the lie that she perpetuates is not by accident, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely of her own volition and it's for absolutely just kind of like horrible means. But yeah. the beautiful thing is, is that like I can see in both these characters, they're both just trying to find themselves. You know, sure. they're both doing it in very unhealthy ways. Um, very different than you get at the end of Dear Evan Hansen is that he has to combat telling the truth. And that's what we want from our protagonists. We want yeah. our protagonists to be faced with how they overcame the conflict and how were they changed in the end. I think it's not okay. What knocked me on my butt on how great this movie is, is how much that the director and writer chose to subvert our expectations by delivering a really unique satire that not only has our protagonists have to contend with the truth, but does not rob them of the um, the venom that it comes with it. And sure. I think one of the lines that just like completely took me over, and I like I had to write it down because the young actress, um, oh my gosh, what's 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 the the, the chick who was a, the school shooting survivor? Remember her? Uh, Mia Isaac is the actress. Rowan is the character. Fantastic, this young oh, this yeah. young woman is right, and it's just like. She says at the end of the movie, maybe one day I will forgive you, but we will never be okay. Mm -hmm. And usually you'll find with protagonists of these types of films, especially about lies that kind of spiral out of control, that they get redeemed. And we get a film in which there is no redemption. Yeah. And that is amazing because that's not the type of films that we get in 2022. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, that is that is one of the things that I like the most about the movie, for sure. And uh, it, it's so funny that this lie that Zoe Deutsch uh, tells really is just to get with Dylan O'Brien. Like, yeah. it, it's not for fame at first. Like, that all comes with it. Like, and that's kind of like a side effect of it, the fame and the success and, and the social media influence and all that stuff. But really, she just wants this guy. And yeah. it's like such a, like a low stakes lie, but it turns <laughs> so big and, uh, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. But, but yeah, as for dear Evan Hansen though, I, I think that like the lie just constantly, um, almost like a boulder, like rolling down the hill and it's just yeah, picking, picking up, up steam. steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's great. Um, I'll go to my next piece, which is another uh, lie centric movie. Um, and that is easy a with Emma Stone. 
Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you took mine. <laughs> really? Was that on yeah, the no, list? No, that was my other one. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we, we'll, we'll have plenty to say, I'm sure, yeah. between the two of us on it. But yeah, I mean, you know, you, you get that, that same setup of the, uh, the, you know, we, we know that this character, everyone hates them in the beginning. We've got the, uh, then we flash back to, to find out what exactly happened, why everybody hates them so much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, it, it's that lie that just gets out of control. It, it, it wasn't meant to be such a big deal, you know, but just mm-hmm. one thing leads to another leads to another as lies do uh, a lot of the times in real life. And, um, our, you know, our character ends up just really just piling it on as they go and as they go. Um, it's a fun movie. Uh, Kobe, what do you, what do you have on Easy A? Yo, so the thing is with Easy A, you have Emma Stone as a central protagonist who is likable, which is so opposite to what we get with, um, you know, with Zoe Deutsch's character, Not Okay. From the jump, she's a poser and super unlikable, but it's kind of hard for me not to see some of the parallels where you have something that gets bigger and you're trying to contend with like the way that this young woman is trying to like high school is a very it's like a it's like a zoo right and the way that this office is presented is just like that and i can't tell i mean what's the the name of her 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 magazine is called oh my god was it it's um depression depravity 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 yeah yeah and it seems (laughs) so on the nose like essentially what you know you have episodes t- character and so much of like the inner workings of that office felt like high school to me but i know sure. that this movie is about essentially you know an office but really how much difference is office like than, than the constructs of how high school and college life is so that's oh, what like yeah. brought it to me so like having emerson as a central character the same thing was said with zoe deutsch that's what was like speaking to me and a lot of films especially with like a lead protagonist who's a female and kind of going through social hierarchies because like even zoe deutsch she wasn't even accepted by as she quotes the gays you know yeah <laughs> you know so it was just it was really really interesting to kind of see that parallel um but once again just it was packaged like i did not expect this movie to be a satire i had no idea going in of sure. what it was really commenting on and i think it yeah. did it it did it in a way that was like just the right amount of subtle but still super impactful too yeah, I thought it was going to be like just a silly, fun comedy about yeah. social media influencers. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had no idea we were going to get that that far into any of this stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I love it. Um, Easy A is actually really great, too. A really fun yeah. movie. Um, you know, since you brought up the... Uh, the unlikable main character. Um, I, I do want to mention that uh, opening pre-credit moment where we're given the uh, the content warning, flashing lights, and also an unlikable female protagonist, which has caused a little bit of confusion on Twitter and various mm. places where people just, you know, people's media liter- literacy nowadays is just so bad and, like, they just don't know how to take things. It did make me think of a movie, though, where I was somebody who... Uh, kind of couldn't take the main character and that was i care a lot from a couple of years ago with rosamund wow Pike. okay y- yeah and 
I know a lot of people when that movie came out, they're like, you know, come on, why can't you, you know, you watch plenty of movies with guys that are unlikable. Why can't you watch this movie with this woman that's unlikable? I still think it's a little bit different because she's robbing old people of their retirement money. Yeah, like, it's, I get it's, that. Like a, it's a little <laughs> too much. This is a great unlikable main character that happens to be female, you know, it, 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 not okay. Uh, I, I think Rosamund Pike's character and I care a lot is just a little bit too much over the edge, but still, I think the idea in the air, of you know it's 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 in the zeitgeist right now of of women being judged differently than men i i think yeah. is something that's kind of at the uh the forefront of making a movie like this of making mm -hmm. uh, a movie centered around a character that is so unlikable that they actually felt it would be worthwhile to put a joke before the credits start uh that you know get ready because this, <laughs> this main character <laughs> is going to be horrible. So turn it yeah. off now if you can't handle that. Uh, so, yeah. So I thought of, I care a lot also as a puzzle piece here. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a weird one. It's kind of out there, but uh, what do you got for your next piece? Um, this character was likable becomes unlikable. And what the archetype is for the type of movies that we would probably think not okay would be. Mm -hmm. It's mean girls. Sure. You know, we talked about like having the social hierarchy with, you know, uh, with high school and Mean Girls is probably one of the definitive, you know, high school comedies, at least of, you know, for millennials. Right. Um, you've got your 80s and like, you know, uh, classics and things of that nature. You got your 90s ones that like can't hardly wait and stuff like that. But for like 2000s kids, it's got to be Mean Girls. The really interesting thing is how you take this, you know, this, this young girl from another country that gets dropped into a zoo of high school. And then quickly becomes the thing that we're all supposed to dislike and how easy mm -hmm. it is to get caught up in the fame of being infamous, right? Um, sure. There wasn't social media in the 2000s, but we did have these burn books. What's the difference between a burn book and Instagram, right? Sure. It's, it was all pretty much the same thing. It's a, about like, you know, who looks better than who and who can bag on somebody else. And, you know, all the clout that Caddy was trying to be able um, to get for herself it's the same thing like the clout that, you know, um, Zoe Deutsch's character, Not Okay, is chasing. Um, now, she's doing it in, like, one of the most horrible ways. And she has opportunities to be able to redeem herself or to kind of turn away. I mean, we think about the specter of the, um, of the terrorist that keeps popping up throughout the film, right? Um, yeah. That's just her guilt. That is trying to like, you know, you know, get at her. And I guess similar to very much like Caddy and stuff like that, Caddy has to allow all these outside forces to be able to impact her in order to get that change. Where in this instance, it's an inside force that's causing her to change, but it only happens because she was found out. Um, yeah. And once again, the beauty of this film is that typically we have these tropes in these films that it takes, you know, it, it, it takes the threat of being of, of being exposed or actually being exposed to change you. And then we're kind of supposed to applaud that away because you were changed. And um, yeah. in this instance, that happens. And you kind of think like, like she has a note in her hand where she was about to do this same thing. Because in no way in this movie do we actually ever see her character experience remorse for what no. she did. No, not at you all. You know, and it's like, it, it's, I, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop because I'm like, yo, is she about to go to this talent show? And then, of course, we got the talent show inside of Mean Girls. We got the talent show inside of here, right? Sure, Is she sure. about to go to this talent show and upstage this young woman? Make it all about herself? <laughs> Make, <and> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I'm so surprised. And, like, I had to do some research into the writer-director. I'm like, yo, is this, like, like, there's no way. Oh, she's a white woman. Interesting. I wonder what her past has been like. 
Because sure. I'm curious if maybe she had some drama online that really like had to check herself. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like, yeah that's what I kind of got. The talent show thing and kind of like, you know, the redeeming character or not being redeemed, mean girls all the way. Yeah, no, great puzzle piece. And uh, Mean Girls is a great example of just how messy everybody is. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it really it's it's kind of inescapable. I mean, you know, in, in this movie, uh, you know, Mia Isaac's character is is kind of uh, not not as messy. You know, like mm-hmm. she she actually has her shit together and she's like doing something with her life. But everybody else is is just a <laughs> complete yeah. mess in this. Um, I, I think that would kind of set up my next piece, which, by the way, also it's not a Tina Fey thing, although uh, Lauren Michaels is a producer on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would I would have thought Tina Fey was involved in this, but it turned out uh, she's not. But the mm. other two, have you seen the series? Um, it's on HBO Max. Other two? No, I don't think I have. It's really, really funny. Um, it it's so it, it's basically about this uh, aspiring actor and his kind of loser sister, mm. and their their younger thirteen year old brother has this like sudden rise to fame because of a viral video, and kind of becomes like the next Justin Bieber, <laughs> and they want to like latch on in an opportunistic way to kind of manage his career because they don't really have anything going on. And so they just kind of get in and become like his social media manager and like getting him on SNL and getting him on all those kind of things. And it just shows just how like empty and vapid, like the whole world of fame and that whole culture is and Mm -hmm. social media stuff. And, uh, it's, it's really, uh, like, biting satire of just how bad it can really get and some of it goes in like some really like dark places that you just really would not expect especially with a 13 year old kid as the main character in the show Mm -hmm. um and but it gets so so funny and so you know speaking to uh you know that kind of that kind of a thing where where it's able to make fun of social media make fun of influencers make fun of fame uh you know Go into the uh, the Dylan O'Brien character, Colin, who is just the worst. <laughs> <Yes>. just, <laughs> just absolutely terrible. Equally and, as bad of a poser as well, right? Oh, yeah. Total freaking poser. And, and we know that there are people like that. And they are successful for being like that. And it's like sometimes you just see that and you're just like, you know, how is this where we've gotten, you know, as yep. far as an entertainment culture is concerned, but, uh, you know, it is what it is and, um, it needs to be taken down a peg or two. And, and I, I think uh, the other two does it really well and not okay. Does it really well also. Yeah. No, I mean, the movie is really fantastic at just kind of like being an interesting lens. And I think, you know, we got to clap it up for projects that like really, <sighs> They deliver on something that's super unexpected, you know, Mm -hmm. and it could be in a very simple way. And it's just like, I I love how effective that that was. Like, I just, oh, are we going there? Okay. (laughs) Like, it's it's great because it's exposing, it's holding up a mirror. I mean, that's what movies should do, right? Like, it should hold hold up a mirror to society. And like, I can imagine that, especially like for usually Hulu kind of like swings towards a younger demographic in general, right? Um. It's holding up a lens to a huge segment of that audience who's like, oh, I see me here, 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 here. And honestly, I, I'm trying to think. I think the only character in this film that like is really likable is the, you know, the uh, Rowan. Yeah. Like, that's about it. Because like, everybody inside that office is unlikable. Sure. You know, like Not the person who exposes her, it's all done not for like what was right. 
is because she felt robbed of fame that she feels like and a claim that she feel like it was owed to her because she put in yeah. work and all this other stuff, you know? And because she just straight up doesn't like her. Yeah. She, she, she just doesn't like her as a person too. Yeah. So. I mean, cause like, I mean, ultimately you could kind of think of like, you know, yes, she lied. Right. But she really didn't hurt anybody. Sure. You know, but you could kind of pacify this, which a lot of movies do. They pacify these very innocent situations. Like no one, you know, was hurt. Like, yes, she was telling a lie. She didn't receive like some, like, she didn't receive money for being a survivor. But like right. the thing is that what we learn inside these films is that money is not the currency. Social currency is so much more valuable than money. Yeah. Yeah. Especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, we don't get paid to really do this now. Right. That's <laughs> you true. know, it's stuff like this. But social currency carries a lot of weight. And, you know, working in media as as depicted in this film, um, she wasn't even a journalist. You know, yeah. like she was a, yeah. well, she was a photo editor, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good one. I mean, the, yo, she, she sold the perfect the crime. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, do you have any more pieces you wanted to bring up? Oh man, just only one. And it's going to be super random as well, which is always okay. great. Like that's what I love about doing this podcast. Cause like even in the midst of talking and conversation, you could think of like all these different pieces that make sense. And then there's themes that make themselves really, really relevant. Um, sure. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one. Check this puzzle piece out, right? We have Hollywood stars born from Hollywood stars and Kate Hudson and Zoe Deutsch. Oh, damn. Sure. Right? There yeah, we go, yeah. right? And interestingly enough, it's essentially, now, that's a bet movie, right? And we know about the bet movies where you make a bet, kind of see how it plays out. But the lie that's derived from that bet, you know, becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, uh, we have Kate Hudson's character essentially perpetuating a lie in order to grab a guy and the guy is kind of doing the same thing but they're both getting more involved than what they want to same thing that you have you know with danny she's getting more involved than really what she wants to but she's so addicted in this instance to all the benefits that she gets from it you know and i think really i i would say at the end of the film inside of not okay you really do have like see her kind of contend with i'm not okay because like i don't like myself yeah, and yeah. she likes the veneer that she's creating online you know, like that is so much more attractive. That's what she wants, right? Um, and of course, they both kind of work at media. And I think like the biggest puzzle piece is that they're both writers, or in this instance, Danny becomes a writer. Regardless of the lie that was created, they both spun an incredible story from it. Mm -hmm. Like that's what kind of put, you know, I guess, you know, Kate Hudson's character on the map. It's like it was really big about getting this story. The story that she ends up writing, even though it's from a lie, it was super impactful when the start of the movement. Hashtag I'm not okay. Yeah. You can't take away the power from that. Yeah. So like it's interesting that we have this movie that is talking about the perils of, you know, social media and cloud chasing and posing, but there's still good to be mined from it. Because sure. without that lie, you wouldn't have got that hashtag I'm not okay. And you remove like how the weight of what it was doing for people that needed that. Yeah. No, absolutely. There was a point in this movie where I thought uh, Rowan was going to have some kind of lie that yeah. like was going to expose like maybe the sister wasn't real. That was what I was thinking. Mm. And like when when I had that thought, I was like, I I love dark movies and like that that would be super dark and like that that's you know great. But at the same time, maybe it wouldn't have fit well because it, it needs yeah. like a shining light you know what i mean it needs somebody and, and by the end of this movie she is so like reinvigorated to oh, yeah. like get back out there and like 
just brush this off this whole situation off and and she is going to be better than okay by the by the end of the movie and that is a really positive thing in the middle of it all it is and i, I gotta say I, I mean i've watched thousands of movies and anytime that you get like like as a theater kid i love show pieces inside of like a cinematic feature mm-hmm. and i can't this could be hyperbolic this is one of the best written spoken word in cinema ever yeah like i want i i need to track down but the, the two that she does like the one that's like in, you know in the second act of the movie and then the one that's like literally in the very last scene it is so incredibly powerful and just so like poignant the words that are being said and how that spoken word is constructed and then the way that it's delivered like honestly like I mean, and when the Golden Cobes comes out <laughs> at the beginning of next year, those two pieces alone is what gives this young lady a Best Supporting Actor nom for me. Yeah, yeah. It was so impressive. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing. Like you were just saying, like, it's a hard thing to write into a movie. Something yeah. that, something that is, you know, essentially not real, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, but to make it feel like something that is like absolutely real and from the heart like that. And like, you know, the, this like lived in speech, like, yeah, it, it's, it's beautifully written and performed. Um, yeah. and, and it makes it feel like totally real. So yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I completely agree. I will go, I've got, I've got two more. I've got, this is a quick one. Cause it kind of, uh, continues some of the other stuff we've been talking about with social media stuff, but last year's mainstream from Gia Coppola, uh, with Andrew Ooh, Garfield. I missed um, that one, but I've heard interesting things about it. It's wild. I, I didn't like it as much as this movie, but Andrew Garfield just being completely unhinged is definitely something worth oh, watching. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he's a maniac in this movie. <laughs> and, uh, right. yeah, I mean, you know, it just, as, as in some of these other pieces, uh, Ingrid goes West and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I guess to a certain degree, the other two, uh, maybe even a little bit of tear Evan Hansen, like social media <laughs> stuff, like going, yeah. you know, off the rails, you know, that would be the main thing with that one. And then the, the last one I wanted to bring up, a movie that nobody has watched, but I loved. It was my favorite movie of 2020, Francis Ferguson. Um, Francis it, Ferguson. No, nobody's seen this movie, okay. but <laughs> it, 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 I, I, I don't know why this movie. I just, I love it so much. It's just so funny to me. And it's about an unlikable young woman who uh, she's a teacher and uh, she's a substitute teacher and uh, starts an affair with a student and oh. her life just kind of is in a complete downward spiral from there. And she just doesn't give a shit. Like, like it's just, it's all an excuse to throw it all away basically. And I feel like this, this main character played by Zoe Deutsch, she is just so like lost and spiraling. It doesn't really, like we said, she doesn't like herself, you know? And this is, it's not that she wants to hit bottom, but at the same time, it, it's a way to change. It's a way to yeah. find something to change. And that's like kind of a slight silver lining here. So um, it, it definitely made me think of the main character in Francis Ferguson's uh, journey. And also there's some really, truly great, awful group therapy scenes in Francis oh. Ferguson. So you, you got some of that here as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I read after the fact, I didn't even like recognize her, but one of the, uh, women in the group therapy is somebody who this basically happened to, uh, oh, wow. 
Yeah, I, I forget the name, but uh, she was a social media influencer who was caught in a big lie and mm -hmm. like basically canceled, you know. Hey. And they got her for a cameo in that in that last uh, that last therapy scene, which is really funny. But um, I mean, yeah, there's some great stuff there. It's interesting that like digital lives are kind of like I mean, when you and I were growing up and The Sims first came out, it was almost like okay, we had the board game life, right? Mm -hmm. That wasn't really real. The Sims sure. took it and elevated where you can completely be and do something vastly different than who you are in regular life. Mm -hmm. And the way that we choose to present ourselves digitally, either on Twitter or Instagram or a little bit harder on Facebook, right? Who's to say what is the truth based on what everybody like agrees? So it's, sure. it's so easy to be able to like perpetuate lies. And so long as everyone plays their part, the lie can become someone's truth, yeah. you know? So while, you know, uh, this woman was not in Paris at these attacks and everything like that, you know, um, everything that she was doing, it's, it's almost like a play, right? Sure. <laughs> it's like yeah. she was playing a character and the character was serving a function, you know, like she was like, you know, it was, it's interesting, but also it's like, it's also interesting how many people can do the same thing, you know, yeah. like it, it's, it's, oh man, and, this and it's wild. And it's not new either. I, I saw this uh, outtake from an interview with Ice-T the other day. This is totally a random aside. <laughs> but he was talking about how um, when he first got famous, like he had no idea that uh, everything happening in rap videos was fake. And mm. like when he got to the set, like the, the, all the hot girls, their boyfriends are just right off camera, just like, you know, <laughs> and just waiting for them to finish the shoot. Yep. And like, you know, it, it's, it's all made up, you know, it's just the whole celebrity culture. It's yeah. just, it's full of that. And now everybody's a celebrity. So of course it yeah. extends to everybody else, you know? So. Yeah. No, I mean, this, this, the movie is a really like interesting, just magnifying glass. And, you know, um, it's funny that like bodies, bodies, bodies opens up this week and mm -hmm. It's really taking the same Gen Z examination, which a lot of this movie is about. And sure. it's going to examine some topics that seem very topical in the way that we relate to everybody. Um, yeah. So like while essentially you have not okay kind of examining, you know, the social media um, pressures and this woman who's starved to be something different than herself with bodies, bodies, bodies that you have from like a, you know, kind of horror thriller aspect. It's taking Gen Z and kind of just exposing the toxicity of the way that they inter they interrelate people not on social media, but sure. all still spiraling from the lies. So like, I can't wait to see if that becomes a puzzle piece for you after this upcoming week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that movie for sure. So yeah, uh, we we will see what happens with that. But yeah, I uh, you know I think that's about it with with not mm -hmm. okay. Um, are are there uh, any other closing thoughts you had that you wanted to get in there before we wrap it up? I really wish that there was a way that streaming movies can get the market they deserve. Or, you know what? Maybe it depends on podcasters like you and I to be yeah. the champion mouthpieces for these, right? I mean, Hulu, sure. you're more than welcome to sell us early screeners so like we, we can like really, you know, get that out and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, we stumble upon these things and like, it's definitely like, it's in my, <laughs> I gotta say it, I, it's weird. Either I've been way too generous this year, but like, I think it's in my top 10 of the year. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's close for me. If it's not in the top ten, it's close. For yeah. Me. yeah, but like this is just a really just. It's been a good year for movies. I'm glad that it's back. I would have like, it's. I'm not gonna say it sucks, but like this movie deserves to be screened by like as wide of an audience as possible. You right. know, I feel like sometimes streaming movies can get buried and be like also rans. But there's been some really unique, you know, Hulu originals um, that have come out, and I like this. You know, it's a yeah. 20th century film and. 
Zoe Deutsch, yo, she's a star. Dylan O'Brien's yeah. a star. And, you know, their chemistry, that bathroom scene, if you want the most cringiest sex scene in 2022, oh, yeah. I think it's here. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I do not envy the uh, performers in no. whatever movie beats this. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, right on. Well, uh, Colby, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? I literally just came out of a screening before this podcast review of Bullet Train. And let me okay. tell you, that is a contemporary assassin's epic and it's super cathartic and it is about life and fate and and chance and i can't believe how poignant of a movie that it is it caught me off guard and how great the ensemble does with the nonstop action uh so go to a movie theater watch it it's long but it is so satisfying if you like stuff that's hyper violent if you like murder or the orient express uh, mixed in with a little bit of John Wick, mixed in with a little bit of like a um, a Quentin Tarantino film with a little bit mm. of a Guy Ritchie film. That's mm. this. That's that's Bullet Train. A lot of fun. I I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know it's getting mixed reviews, but yes. uh, at the time of this recording, I'm seeing it in a couple days, and I I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I hope I enjoy it as much as. Uh, I really enjoyed that description of it. It's, it's really great. So uh, awesome. Colby, tell people where they could find you and your podcast. Yeah, you can follow your boy at Colby told me that's K O L B Y T O L D me. My podcast has been on a hiatus for almost two years, but folks mm. are still going to listen to it, which I appreciate. Uh, but you can find me and my boy Raul as well as Shama at the minorities report film podcast. Uh, follow us at MR report pod. Uh, it'd be absolutely great. We just dropped a review for The Gray Man, which was an interesting and perplexing film to kind of uh, <laughs> dissect. Because, yeah. oh gosh, the puzzle pieces are plenty with that one. Oh, um, literally, yeah. it's an amalgamation of probably every spy-fi film that you've ever watched. Absolutely, every <laughs> last one of them. So, every uh, last yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to that. It sounds like uh, you guys breaking that down it should probably be pretty fun. So oh, yeah, I, I got to listen to that one. That should be coming out soon, man. But yeah, I appreciate it. You know, when they ask you where you heard it from, just tell them Kobe told me. <laughs> All right. Well, Kobe, it's been way too long. Hopefully we could get you back again sometime soon. Yes, sir. Hello, listeners. We're Angie and Angelina, hosts of We Have a Problem, a podcast where we discuss inconsistencies, plot holes, and wild theories in the wizarding world of Harry Potter and beyond. Ever wondered why Nocturne Alley hasn't been shut down by wizarding authorities? Ever puzzled over what happens to the victim's body after Dementor's kiss? Ever struggled to understand why on earth Mamma Mia 2 ever got made? We Have a Problem is here to make sense of it all with quick-witted and light-hearted hosts. New episodes are released fortnightly, that's every two weeks, on Wednesdays. Subscribe to We Have a Problem on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Not Okay. Thank you to Colby Mack for joining me on that one. We had a great time talking about that movie. Thank you to you for listening to this podcast. And if you enjoy what we do here on Piecing It Together, we'd really appreciate it if you drop a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or wherever it is that you're listening. And of course, make sure you're subscribed. We've got a lot of podcasts on the way, lots of new episodes. And, you know, you could always find those episodes in advance 
over on our Produce by David Rosen Patreon. It's patreon.com slash by David Rosen. And we've got advanced and bonus episodes of Piecing It Together, as well as Awesome Movie Year, which is another movie podcast that I produce, and stuff from my music career. Lots of great content over there on the Produce by David Rosen Patreon. So check it out. But you could also just make sure you're subscribed hit the five-star button, like, share, follow us on social media, all those things don't cost you a penny. But if you want to, you can subscribe to our Patreon, too. Uh, That does it for today. I'm going to close this out with a piece of music like I always do and a reminder to go check out uh, my new single, Antiviral, which just hit all the streaming services today, uh, the day that this goes up. August 8th. So uh, yeah, check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. Add it to your playlists. Do that whole thing. And don't forget about the music video that's also on my YouTube channel. Uh, But that song is called Antiviral. Go check it out. Right now, this movie Not Okay is all built around a big lie that spirals out of control. So I'm going to play a song of mine called The Lie. It's from my album, An Unseen Sky. It was actually the opening track on the album. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.